made it into the union. Congratulations, sir. Yeah. <coughs> That's huge. Pass the test. Wow, congrats. So, thanks, man. Yeah, now I gotta start a new job. And we'll see what happens. Hey, you're in the big time now, man. <clears throat> Professional, man. Yeah, the major leagues. That's great. So, we'll see, we'll well, see how it goes. Now you can give out legitimate plumbing advice on our podcast here. So, that's incredible. From arguably the best union in the nation. Wow. Chicago Land. Local 130, baby. Wow. Oh, I can't wait to get the bumper sticker, man. Just wait. Look in the mail. You're going to get a bumper sticker. Hey, I can't wait to slap it on my neighbor's car. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going to send you a flag. Make sure you take down the Ukraine flag and put up the uh, plumber's flag. Oh, I will. I would never have a Ukraine flag up in my house, ever. No, no, your neighbor's flag. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd have to remove his... 6,000 equality flags that he has hanging around it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Chicago, wow. I mean, you better be careful now, though, driving around. From what I've been seeing, you could just get carjacked right there on the Dan Ryan, Mike. (laughs) Did you see that clip? What did you send me, man? That is... You guys live in a third world country. I mean, that's... (laughs) That's Africa shit right there, man. Frank, the the original time I saw it, the tweet was literally uh, something about like Iraq or Afghanistan, something. Sure. I don't know, the Taliban and Afghanistan, <laughs> yeah. and it was just kidding. This is on the highway in Chicago. The Dan Ryan Expressway, a guy gets literally, the, this dude just walks out on the expressway with a shotgun. With, with a black mask. And, and and just stops the dude and, and steals his car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. That's Grand Theft Auto style. That's man. literally a video game in real life, Mike. Yeah, so you can live your life in Chicago, but just know you are a, a character in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and you just might end up in the mission. You know? I watched this video a few times over. It just jawed to the floor, shocked uh, to my core, man. And all I could think about, dude, is... You know, this rise in lawlessness has seemed to have coincided with something that we've been missing from our culture for quite a while now. Do you know what that is? Religion? No. Uh Oh. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) Do you remember that, dude? Do I remember it? Dude, that was part of our nightly routine. Yo, when did cops on go off? On Fox? <laughs> cops on Fox? I think those were the first two words I ever learned to say. We don't respect the cops no more, man. There are no cops, and we as a culture had a show called Cops. F- Frank, me and you didn't respect the cops, but we were scared of them. Yes, dude, because you... That's the thing. Mike, you knew if you caused trouble, dude, for sure, without a doubt. What you want? What you What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when they come for you, man? They're coming for you. Yeah. Right? Now you'd have to change the song. <laughs> now it's what are you gonna do when they come for you after, you know, you've been on this ankle monitor outside the region for 48 hours. <laughs> 
and uh, they're not coming with cops, but a social worker, just to see how you're doing. Yeah, check and, in. And uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> how you feeling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, what the, that's the, the new song would be. <laughs> how you feeling? <laughs> 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 How are you gonna feel when they come for you? Yeah, no. The, the psychiatrist. The theme song now in Chicago is "This is the song that never ends." Uh, literally, and it's just over and over again, just <clears throat> constant crime and insanity. I'm not kidding, Mike. You send me a weekly video of some insane criminal situation or act unfolding on the streets of Chicago, and no repercussions. No consequences, no. nothing you don't changes. You see it in the news. You don't even get it in the fucking news, dude. It's like a, no. a blip on Twitter that someone snuck through the algorithm. <laughs> it's crazy at yeah, this point. Yeah, because you know why? That guy didn't shoot the driver or kill anybody. So Grand Theft Auto, we got murders to report on. Wow, yeah, this is true. Right? Yeah. I'm just... In the, in the hierarchy <laughs> of crime, that guy's kind of, you know... He wasn't a union guy. You know what I'm saying? Got a little more union up in there. <laughs> that wasn't union criminal. That was oh, freelance. I, you, when I watched that clip, all I thought about was cops and how we used to have cops. And you'd watch these like uh, situations unfold. And, you know, back... Well, the yeah, because the scary part about that video is that guy had to travel a long distance to get to where he was. Just <laughs> carrying this rifle. Yeah. How did you get this far with a rifle and a black mask? You know? I was thinking about how if cops were still around, would we have had such an insane reaction to the George Floyd thing? Probably not, because we would already... We, I think we forgot about seeing all these instances of cops having to deal with criminals in real time through reality TV or whatever, which was cops. But, I mean, you, it was basically, what, the body cam footage of these guys with a camera crew stopping yeah. criminals... And then we eliminated that from our culture, and then sure enough, a few years later, you know, no one's willing to take the side of the cops, and they're totally going for the criminal, and then we defund the police, and now, here we are a few years later, look at the consequences, man. <clears throat> it's Grand Theft Auto. It's Grand Theft Auto in real life. It's pretty crazy yeah, that, stuff. that is pretty crazy. That's an interstate, dude. Made me think about cops. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We're, we're the culture that used to really celebrate and have a sh we had a show about it, and now nothing. We, we're anti-cops. And so now you uh, dudes can just walk onto the freeway and s stop you. <laughs> Which is why there was like a, co a confidence in, in the cops, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, now there's a confidence in the criminal. Oh, the criminals have all the confidence. Like, that guy wasn't even scared. <laughs> he was oh, the man. least nervous guy on that highway. Yeah. So you're going to feel all right cruising around with your union gig now, Mike, uh, in, in the streets of Chi-Town? Or you, you're not going to have to do it, right? Are you going to be high-rise worker man? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. All right. Well, it's possible you'll have to uh, learn some uh, jujitsu or ninja skills. I don't think that's going to save you. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm getting my concealed... Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the CCW license. Well, I would say thanks to the Supreme Court now, everybody can, right? No, no, they can't, right? Didn't they win? 
I don't know how that works anymore. I, I stopped following the All news. All over Twitter, <laughs> they said they stopped the gun violence. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. How's the gun violence going down in uh, the Chi-Town? Still the same? Still pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. I'd say they fixed the gun violence in Chicago about equal with them fixing the border. Oh, so it's going great. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Law and order. R- rules the day once again, people. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it. Oh, man. You gotta love it. Yeah. Well, we're living in funny times. Uh, you know, speaking of law and order and gun violence, you know what no one was really talking about was the Stockholm or the Stockton serial killer, Mike. Oh, Frank, we can't talk about this. Oh, really? Is this uh, off limits? Oh, he's black. Oh, shit. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> so this is just another case of black-on-black crime. Son of a we bitch. Can't I thought we had a, we had a topic that we could discuss. Uh, well, <laughs> if we had a black guy here to talk about it, like Michael Strahan or something, that might right, be... Right, right. Yeah, that would help, but... Uh, so... Am I crazy for thinking that they didn't really talk about this to begin with on the national news because they knew it was a black dude cruising around killing other people? It made a couple appearances when they were desperate for something. We had it on the docket and didn't hit it at one point. And then it yeah, faded. Yeah. And I thought, only be, and here's the thing, when I first clipped some info on it, I was like, <clears throat> this is, uh, I think this is one of those uh, colored fellas cruising around. <laughs> You guys are gonna have a problem here because this definitely isn't a white guy. <laughs> and I gotta, and I gotta call you guys out here. Why is nobody talking about the uh, cultural appropriation? No, serial killings are gig. Come on, guys. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, I can't get the fro. You can't be a serial killer, dude. Excellent call, Mike. Right? And you didn't even rape them or eat them or nothing, dude. How do you get the Netflix special? <laughs> man? If you're gonna do it, do it like that's what makes it. That's what makes it appalling, you know. Is that Be you didn't kind of like half-ass the cultural appropriation, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it almost it hurts. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, honestly, <laughs> what's funny is the reason I originally wanted to dive into it is because we had just talked about it on the show, uh, you know, the how serial killers are out, like they're not hip anymore. And it was such a thing back in the day. And we that- should have knew a black guy was going to bring it back. Those guys are always going retro. <laughs> Everything that's fashionable. You know? They always bring the shit back. It's a classic Bruno Mars, honestly. We all saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno Mars rips off everything. Everything from the 70s. I'm <laughs> just glad to see it's coming back. The bad economy, the high gas prices... It's ni- yeah, it's 1979 all over again, Mike. This is beautiful. Where's the, uh, where's the LSD is what I wanted. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Quaaludes. That's all I'm talking about here. Oh, I know. Please. <laughs> oh, man. What's that? No, get Bill Cosby out of here. I don't have Quaaludes. No, get out of here. <laughs> Tell him to come back next week. <laughs> Jesus. He shows that up. fucking guy. <laughs> if you say it three times, he shows up. <laughs> it's like the bat signal. It's unbelievable, yeah. man. <laughs> Shows up. Where's the girl? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, the Stockton serial killer. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I was dying to get into this, and I used dying on purpose there. Hey, oh. Uh, so we don't get a lot of killing me. 
<laughs> we're gonna get a lot of serial killer action and i was a little disappointed at his method and you're right mike serious lack of creativity uh and well we'll just uh we'll we'll throw we'll dive into why no one really wanted to talk about it here Chilling details in the arrest of a suspected serial killer caught before he could strike again. This is the man police believe was gunning people down in both Stockton and Oakland. Police say tips from the public helped them zero in on a suspect. Eyewitness News reporter Tim Pulliam has more on the arrest and whether those communities can finally sleep easily once again. Tonight, the city of Stockton breathing a sigh of relief. Wesley Brownlee, the man authorities believe went on a vicious killing spree, is now in custody. This crime was solved because we're Stocktonians. Because you don't come to our house and bring this kind of reign of terror and not mobilize 350,000 people, 780,000 in this whole entire county. Mobilized. Mobilized. And captured. Yeah. This individual who right. of terror is no longer more than a dozen local state and federal agencies, including the FBI, working to track down the suspect. Stockton's police chief telling reporters investigators received information leading to the suspect's home in Stockton. And at, at that point, we, we maintained eyes on that residence until he became mobile. Once he became mobile is when we started to continue follow him until we eventually took him off when we identified that he's posing a threat. Authorities say around 2 a.m. he was outside lurking in the shadows, hunting for his next victim. The 43-year-old seen wearing dark clothing and a mask around his neck, according to police. And they say he was also armed with this gun when they took him into custody. Today's arrest ending a year-long killing spree between Stockton and Oakland, leaving six dead and a woman wounded. All of the attacks happening at night are early morning when the victims were alone. As the incoming district attorney, I look forward to prosecuting him to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. The killings leaving this community mourning <laughs> Why, and shattering their sense of safety. <laughs> no parent has to worry about taking their kids yeah. to a park. The right move is a $50,000 bail, right? Sure. And then Kamala Harris bails him out. That's right. Yeah, get uh, Beetlejuice up on this action. Come uh, on. Yeah. Where's uh, Ben Crump? <laughs> you love that guy. Uh, dude, did you see the shooting that happened recently in North Carolina? Oh, with the officers? It was, yeah, a cop died. Two, uh, two cops A few died. people on the trail uh, the headline on Democracy Now! was White Male Goes on Shooting Spree. Right? Was he white? According yeah, I don't know. That's what oh, they yeah, said. Okay. It doesn't matter. My point is, we just listened to a two-minute clip. Did they ever identify anything about this man's race? <laughs> Are I'm, you kidding? They didn't. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> But when a white male does it, it's the headline. It's the fucking headline. And it's it wasn't just Democracy Now! It was on AP News and CNN. All of them had white male, white underaged male. Yeah. I'm not kidding. But all of a sudden, we have a fucking guy serial killing people, shooting them. His name is Wesley. But we can't identify well, what, any what, other what, aspect of this what's, what's worse, a serial killer or a mass killer? Well, they're both, you know, equal on some level, right? One's just doing it slowly. What's scarier? Probably the serial killer, maybe, right? 
Killing them softly. And slowly. Yeah. With this song. It's a great movie. <laughs> I just find it so fascinating that we have two scenarios here, and one ended up being complete national news, and another, and I think they had an equal amount of victims. I'm not even kidding. Yet, uh... That's a good call. You know, one we all have to talk about, and we have to discuss with it how we have a problem in this country. Oh, no, no, one is going to force us to enact legislation. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's how serious one is. Yes. Congress is going to have a meeting on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. For sure. The white kid, not the black kid. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Biden, I'm sure, made a speech about it already. Uh, He already shit twice because of it. And then he went and uh, grabbed a girl's shoulders and made her feel really uncomfortable on camera. How is it that made the whole world feel uncomfortable? Oh, I got. I went and got a vasectomy right after seeing it. Actually, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I stopped transitioning into a woman immediately. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you guys have to put up. You gals have to put up with. I'm appalled. Whoa. Did you see how the Secret Service tried to stop the guy from filming, too? Did they? No, I was yes. Mad. That's the best part about the clip. The Secret Service reaches in. He's like, come on, guy. And the, and the dude yeah. shakes his head no and keeps filming. <laughs> he let this guy molest women in peace. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? What kind, what kind of asshole are you? You know? <laughs> you watch that, right? I mean, he... He... Touched her in a weird way, it's right? A weird, oh, it's a cre- I, I, I don't want that hand on my shoulder. Yeah, right? not, yeah not even as a man, I don't want to have that thing near me. Get I don't want him anywhere near me. But, to be honest with you, I didn't want Trump anywhere near me either. You guys are old. Yeah, they're all kind of re- creepy. They probably smell both of them, I'm sure. Like, like, at least Trump knows where he belongs. At some fucking club in Florida with all the other old people golfing. Absolutely. Good call. Perfect. Yeah. Stay, you know? That's right. <laughs> yeah, Biden, he, if anyone didn't see it, there's a little clip floating around. He gets a little handsy with an underage girl and says on camera, you know, uh, don't don't have any serious no guys till you're, guy. you're 30. Um, what does that mean, Joe? Yeah, there's a lot going on there. It, it's horrifying to watch. Imagine <laughs> if it was Trump doing that. Oh, Frank, it would be the front page of every newspaper. We'd have two years' worth of Jan 6th hearings, man. It'd be insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy Pelosi would need an extra pair of dentures just for the hearings. She she would need a tanker of vodka just to supply her to get through the first round. He got got two 50-barrel drums being rolled into the fucking Congress. One of them is Strident, the fucking glue for dentures. <laughs> the other one is just straight rum. <laughs> Both from Nancy. Yeah, she is a pirate. Good idea. I like that. Oh, she's definitely a pirate. <laughs> Look at that face. Oh, man. Yeah. She's got the skin of a sailor, I'll tell you that. Whoa.
Speaking of which, uh, did you catch the fact that she had a documentary crew with her on January 6th? I mean, right, right. How are you guys coming up with this footage? Right? You couldn't hire police, but you had a document... Docu she she pulled security down. She like called down extra security and police, but made sure there were cameras there. The camera and then you guys <laughs> let them in. The camera crew is her daughter or granddaughter, <clears throat> and like they were a documentary crew. The one that's uh, married to the Soros, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they're all married to some sort of Soros or Klaus Schwab or <laughs> some sort of Chinese asset. Uh, um. <laughs> i don't know did you follow any of this over the last 48 hours 78 hours 72 hours whatever it is the january 6th yeah i didn't catch it right away we did a little dive on it on thursday but uh apparently in since that time they've released all this footage um and it's it was done by Nancy Pelosi's daughter or granddaughter. I couldn't catch. And, you know, with her age, you, who knows? I feel like her daughter would be like 78 at this point. Her <laughs> daughter's already dead. That's yeah. <laughs> Died of old age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, college? That's like great granddaughter, dude. I'm thinking granddaughter. So she's... No, no, it's not college. It's a professional documentary uh, crew. Oh. And, and they... God. They filmed, they were there to film with, like, a full crew. How much did they get paid, you know what I mean? I'm sure uh, a cut of some sort of stock action, but what I believe... <laughs> <laughs> what everyone needs to really consider, though, is, you know, either it's fantastical timing to have a, you know, a doc crew there to freaking film everything on the day of the greatest insurrection since the Civil War, right? Like, you just happened to plan having this film crew there? Yeah, it's really um, or like suspicious. You planned this. Like, you planned Jan it's 6. Suspicious. Uh, I, so, anyways, this documentary that they made and filmed, dude, it's an HBO Max special, bro. Not only did you, you motherfuckers film this in 4K? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you see the executive producer, Ray Epps? They're not even trying to hide it anymore, dude. <laughs> a really low budget, Steven Spielberg directed, and uh... what? A film by Ray Epps. Uh... <laughs> dude. Yo, this is fucked up. They they literally have a a movie coming out about Jan Six. Everybody needs to ask themselves why did they build this all up for a year, two years? How long was are <laughs> how long did they go you know on with these hearings? Dude, you know it's a flop. The reason they subpoena Donald Trump right now is because there's not enough time before the election. Sure, you know what I mean. So yeah. then, once you can admit that this thing actually was a flop, the election's already over. This is a good call. You know? Yeah. They just can't admit that it's over and they lost. You guys impeached him twice. And then you did a fucking whole committee. Right? Nancy uh, Grace or whatever. No, no. What's that girl's name? What happened to Nancy Grace? Uh, you... No, Dick's daughter. <laughs> Dick and Dyke? 
yeah. Oh, did you see Saturday Night Live? Liz Cheney. No. What Liz happened? Liz Cheney, dude. They did a thing about Liz Cheney. Really? And it was, dude. They they Holy they ripped on Liz Cheney. Yeah. Shit. Really. The one chick plays her, and she's like. People ask me why do it. Why am I so tough? Well, I had a father, Dick Cheney. <laughs> you know, and it was like, why am I so great? Why am I? Why did I? Really? How do I have the backbone to stick up to kids or to the rest of the Congress? No, because as a kid, I had Dick Cheney as a father. What? And I had to stand up to him. What? Yeah. So uh, SNL is going further down the hole. So with this skit. Of the January 6th hearings, it's like, that's it. They're 100%. We are 100% with the Democrats. Fuck the Republicans. Oh, man. That's the love affair. The obsession with Liz Cheney is so mind-boggling to me. I mean, the name Cheney, if you're a Democrat, that name should disgust you. I know. And f- he was literally the devil. Let me. I take that back. If you're All human, you Democrats, <laughs> including women in our family, used to love Dr. Oz and call Dick Cheney Hitler. Right. And now it's a complete reversal. That's, that is absolutely crazy. Uh, that's manipulation. Like 20 years ago, if you people went back and told yourself, like, no, Dick Cheney's a hero, your old self would slap you in the face. <laughs> right? How quickly we forget, right? Yeah. I can, come on. I mean, Dick Cheney and Rumsfeld, they were the orchestrators of essentially what became the biggest debacle of the Biden administration, which everyone has also so quickly forgotten, the Afghanistan pullout. But we got there in the first place through Dick and Rumsfeld, and now all of a sudden the daughter is some sort of a left-wing hero because she was chairman of this uh, Jan 6th committee. What a ridiculous spectacle, man. I mean, yeah, what a witch hunt, man. <laughs> the Jan you know? 6th thing is totally fake. It's based on a false premise, and all these poor people who are still locked up for it, by the way, these are political prisoners, man, that shouldn't be locked up, and they, the, they oh, are. Oh, dude, this is when you know you're brainwashed, and I can't, under, I can't, I don't know how to, like, really put it into words that these people will, like, finally get it. I've had this argument, like, six times in the past couple days, dude. So, I argue that this is a, this is a witch hunt because it's a one-sided hearing. They, you literally, have, you have nobody on the other side to defend Trump, right? Sure. And the argument is, no, they allowed Republicans they allowed Liz Cheney and Kissinger, right? Sure. And I say, and I say, yes, they did. But they only allowed Republicans that before they came in swore that they believed their side. Exactly. So it's a one-sided hearing. You had nobody in there. No witness was called to argue the January sixth narrative. Nobody. Not one. Right. Person. Yes. You couldn't even call witnesses. Donald Trump wasn't even called until after it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, he he has been gone on the record as saying he would love to go do it. That's how you know Don. Don Trump always the showman. I love it. I think he would. I think he's gonna go do it. I hope he does. What are they gonna charge this guy with? 
This is a complete spectacle. It's co- it's total bullshit. It's a literal circus. It's it's <laughs> the definition of kangaroo court. Did you see Bill Maher? The, after the January 6th is all said and done, less people believe he's Dude, be held that blew my mind. When yeah. he, yeah, the percentages went down on who... It went from 42 <laughs> during the first hearing to we're at 35 now. Essentially, when it comes to the polls about people's perceptions of January 6th, uh, these hearings and this like ridiculous committee thing made people less interested and less believing in this whole thing. That's essentially and I think it's what I was talking about before, man. You made it seem like, yeah, we can't even listen to the other side. Anytime you do that, it turns people off. And the more theater you make it, you kind of make it more fake. You turned it into a reality TV show. Yeah, it really was. It was so stupid. It was so scripted. So it was so scripted, Mike, that we literally had a documentary crew there filming Nancy Pelosi in real time as it unfolded. And you guys were never there to uncover anything that people really want to know about January 6th. You know what I mean? And I have to say, this is what bothers me about Bill Maher. He fucking bites on this shit all the time. He's all about it. Like, he was literally talking about how how incredible the film, the footage is that they dropped about it this week. And how they saved the best for last. Yeah, did you hear him? He's he's not the only one. Dude, uh, Democracy Now!, everybody was just like, I'm sure. Can someone check on Rob Reiner? He must have had a heart attack at this point over this whole thing. I think he did. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's like 40% COVID vaccine. He he can't have heart attacks. And I imagine he's been Jeffrey uh, tubing himself for the last 72 hours. So uh, (laughs) someone needs to check on this guy. He's one big chafe. (laughs) Get the man some lube, please. (laughs) Um, they lost their mind over all of this. Uh, so I, I have a clip from, uh, da, 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 I can't remember what news station this is, but they took it really seriously. Like this might be Dave, Dave Muir, your boy, but, uh, you and I, I feel like we're not really in tune with this Jan 6 stuff as much as I guess the left is like Bill Maher and everybody else, but they're really into the footage that dropped about Pelosi. Oh, yeah, in the room? Yes, when she says she's going to punch him. Dude, yeah. Mike, I was not going to play any of it, and then I, f- I found some uh, really fun news about this. No, it was, yeah. The They're taking left it wing. so seriously, but the more they play it, and the more you think about it, literally think about how there's, there's a camera crew with a boom mic operator. You know what I mean? And Nancy's mic'd up. And she's got the makeup on. And they're filming and staging this. This was all staged. This whole thing was staged. And then outside the gates, you got Ray Epps and all his other cohorts. And they're they're stoking up the crowd. And they're FBI informants, man. And they're just there to create chaos outside. And they're filming on the inside. This was all fucking staged. Oh, yeah, dude. And do you know why they did that with her? <laughs> why? So she could win again. I thought maybe she's going for an Emmy. I think that's the last Pelosi do. <laughs> no, dude, these people are getting too old, and they know it, but they need to look, like, vigorous, and, you know? Nancy Pelosi, you can't punch a fucking a bingo card without breaking your hand, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, compared to, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, I feel like Trump is the young, vigorous... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's at least out there swinging a golf club. 
I think he could take like all four of you. <laughs> Biden, Pelosi, Sh- uh, Schumer, and I'm throwing the camel in there too. <laughs> yeah, she's too high to know what's going on. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna hit this Pelosi uh, getting punchy with it. This is great stuff. I really enjoy this. This is all entertainment, folks. All for us, for the whole world. It's beautiful. Where President Trump has now responded tonight after that historic subpoena from the January 6th committee. (laughs) Will he testify under (laughs) oath? And tonight, that new video now emerging, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on the phone with former Vice President Mike Pence. And this is the conversation we hadn't seen yet. Asking Pence where he was after being rushed out of the chamber and telling Pence, do not reveal to anyone where you are, given his own safety and, of course, his role certifying the election. ABC's Jonathan Carl with the new video tonight. Former President Donald Trump today reacted to the January 6th committee's vote to subpoena him with an angry 14-page statement. (laughs) He didn't say whether he would comply and testify under oath. Instead, he boasted about the size of the crowd. 14 pages and he didn't even say yes or no. It just needed to be one word. That's classic Trump. That's amazing. I love it. And you know it wasn't him. You know he stood in a room just yelling for like an hour and someone in the room typed it up, probably Ivanka. You know, just typing it. An hour? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, that just started at around 6 a.m. And he, you know what I mean? You From were the following toilet. him standing outside the stall while he's taking a shit, right? He's fucking spitting eggs at you during breakfast. 14 pages? And you know that's the edited version. Like. That's what I'm saying. It's the one they, they sent out. I would love to see the stuff that got edited out. <laughs> Oh yeah, the insult. You just know it's some like, beautiful insult. If I could just see the here. original transcript unedited, I just want to search the word Jew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, you have no idea, dude. I listened to this. I was like, holy shit. I wish I was a, to be a fly pages. In, on that wall, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Right. That was the edited, the edited fourteen pages. It's incredible. It's like eighteen hours of ranting. I just know? yeah. I want to hear just the parts where he goes off and, and insults each and under, you know each person that he talks about. The you know he's just getting madder and madder oh, as he yeah. talks. You oh, really only yeah. can record like fifteen <laughs> minutes and then it's forty five minutes of rage until he comes back down. You know, it's like those. That's when you get the gold. You know. <laughs> that's all I can think about. <laughs> so funny dude and those 14 pages must be fantastic but man the shit on the cutting room floor pure gold <laughs> pure fucking gold dude <laughs> and you know it you know this guy alright here we go <laughs> urge to march to the capitol on January 6th we're gonna walk down and I'll be there with you we're gonna walk down We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Tonight, we are seeing how Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi reacted when she heard (laughs) about Trump's plans. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. 
The footage was shot by filmmaker wow. Alexandra it's... Pelosi, the speaker's daughter, for an HBO documentary. Speaker's daughter. She was with her HBO mother documentary. as she fled the Capitol. HBO documentary, dude. Later, she can be heard checking in with Vice President Mike Pence. Political adversaries now sharing a genuine concern for each other's safety. Wow. Pence assures so Pelosi dramatic. there are thousands of law enforcement officers there to protect the Capitol. Her response? See you in an hour. Oh, yeah. Remarkable window into the events as they were unfolding <laughs> within the Capitol and beyond where they were being held safely <laughs> so uh, for hours. John Carl with us live again tonight from Washington. John, back to the former president, releasing, of course, that 14-page statement. But in that statement, no mention whether Trump will comply with the subpoena? No answer. He didn't say whether he would comply and testify under oath or defy it. David? John Carl, leaving us off again tonight. Thank you, John. No, he did, did not, Dave, but uh, you were mentioned in there. Uh, <laughs> you and every other reporter. <laughs> and no mention of whether he'll comply in that 14-page rant. Uh, no, Dave, there was no mention of compliance in this. <laughs> 14 pages. He didn't did have a word of where you could put that subpoena. <laughs> that took up two pages. You know there's like four pages at least of Hillary Clinton. Oh, God! <laughs> at least! I didn't, uh, the note no started off, look, I'm not mad. But really, we gotta start from the beginning here. In 2015, when I announced to run. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's emails. <laughs> Like around page 12, he gets back around to the idea. You know. This goes all the way back to that photo I took with the Clintons in 1996. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, fuck yeah. I fucking love it, man. They're so serious about it, but they're throwing Did they release the 14 pages? I have no idea. Like, they must be fantastic. Oh, I love to read it. He, You know he just goes off on everybody. It's, it's so good. He, he's a uh, he's a master troll. He really is. Yeah, yeah. He he's a master at trolling the media, and you know. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was just thirteen pages of photos from Hunter's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Including the one with Molly Obama's credit card, right, and the cocaine pile. Uh, yeah, that's right. A very young black girl in the photo too. <laughs> Man, yeah. Woo. So, yeah, that is uh, funny stuff. Uh, Jan 6th, since the get-go, I have known something was up with this. And the writing is on the wall, in my opinion. We, if there's a crew, a camera crew, there to film what unfolds on your end, and then you release it dramatically on... Day 15 of the uh, Jan 6 committee, six months later into it, you know what I mean? Like, this is ridiculous. They, they, they went all out for the drama, and now, Mike, I mean, they literally said it right there. This is an HBO Max special that they're going to put out. Probably, I'm willing to bet, one week or so before the uh, midterms there. That's already too late. 
what to uh persuade the public yeah yeah it's a losing argument now i, I don't i bet you it doesn't come out you maybe they holster it for uh 2024 right not a bad yeah. idea it's possible this is wild in my opinion whoa i was just thinking of, i mean one, one per- everybody kept posting the thing about uh gas the day of january 6th versus now sure yeah i've seen that and everywhere like, that's what people are more worried about yes it's not even that dude what about gas the first jan 6th hearing versus now right yeah like just in that time alone shit's become unaffordable huh. and you guys are still doing this Dude, I was watching the news stuff this morning, and they brought up uh, the Dobbs decision, right? Yeah. And I walked over to Emma, we were having our coffee, and I said to her, uh, do you remember the Dobbs decision? And she <laughs> looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, the Dobbs decision. The one that changed your life and, you know, the one Took that you... all your freedoms. This is, I said, the, the reason you're going to vote in November? And she goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, thank you. Thank you. You proved to me everything I need to know about this election. You should have asked her, didn't you realize your life is way worse than those women in Iran protesting right now? Oh, she doesn't even know. Your about life that. is doesn't worse even, because of the Dobbs decision. Doesn't even know that's going on, dude. <laughs> Come on, I I use her as a great kind of test for where we're at and what's going on as far as the public is concerned. Like, what are people thinking about? Uh, do you know what pisses everyone off right now? How expensive everything is. Yeah, that's all they care about. And you walk up to someone, and you say, "Hey, what? All the TikTok kids are they talking about the Dobbs decision? Are they all just so revved up about the Dobbs decision?" <laughs> Yeah, they turn, are. turn on the Sunday fucking news channels today. All of them. Oh, I, so who I'm specifically mentioning, actually, I believe it was either it was I think it was on this week or um, that other goofball show uh, roundtable with Chuck Todd. Uh, Maggie ha- Haberman was on there and she mentioned how uh, the tables have turned and everything. Everything is so different than it was six months ago because the Dobbs decision has fired up the base for the left. And, you know, uh, you know, there's now it's no longer a red wave because of the Dobbs decision. And so I went yeah. and I tested the water. I said, hey, hey, woman, woman in her 30s, how <laughs> revved up are you about the Dobbs decision? And she looked at me and said, what the fuck are you talking about, you insane motherfucker? Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, did you see how much my gas tank cost this morning? Did you see how much our grocery bill was on Sunday? It's impossible to live right now. And so, I, you know, we're trying to shop for a car. That's totally impossible right now. We need a car, right? Financially, oh, yeah. Forget about a loan. Financially Ooh, yeah. completely impossible, okay? So do you know what the last thing that anyone is thinking about right now is the Dobbs decision. That's right, Maggie Haberman. I hate to break it to you and the New York Times and everybody else in Washington, D.C., but you ask normal people, normal women, they don't even know what the Dobbs decision is. And the people you got with that, you already had. 
And then when you explain it to them and say, oh, it's about, you know, the Roe v. Wave uh, rollback. Oh, what does that do for my gas bill? What does that do for our electric bill? How does that change my mortgage? It doesn't. What happened to the Inflation Reduction Act? Oh, how about those student loans, Mike? Those just went and you can start applying for it today. Yeah, that's going to help the economy. Yeah, it's going to help everyone who needs it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting, dude. Everybody who really needs that break, they're going to really get it. You know, and then all you hear about Trump is, oh yeah, he got in. All he did was give the tax breaks to his rich buddies. What is this student loan forgiveness? You know, <laughs> seriously, you know, there's people out there who take the bus to work. They can't even afford a car, let alone, and they never went to college. And how are they gonna? How are they getting helped at all by this economy or by any of these decisions? I'm actually flabbergasted. Dude, the Dobbs decision, again, I had to explain to them, I'm like, oh, it's the Roe v. Wade thing. Nothing. Blank stare. Yeah, nobody cares. Literally blank stare. Like, okay, do something for me. And then, dude, I even went on to explain to her, you know, Mike and I, we we discussed how, uh, you know, Biden administration passed the CHIPS Act. And that's actually a pretty good thing. That's a good thing for our country. You know, to get, get those jobs over From here. The future. We're doing some manufacturing here. We're making yeah, chips here. Those are here. great jobs. We're not going to rely on chip manufacturing overseas. That's that's a huge win for our country. This should actually be celebrated. That's a good. That's a win for them, no doubt. Oh, still nothing. Blank stare, man. Because again, you've done nothing, nothing to help people, the common regular person on any level. And all we've seen are prices go up. And you've made what used to be attainable things like a car, like an affordable car, unattainable. Yeah. For all the normal people. And then you go out there and you trot out a fucking dingleberry like Pete Buttigieg. And you don't understand why nobody is behind you and why you're dropping in the polls. I don't know if you saw Pete Buttigieg this morning, Mike. (laughs) No, did they bring him out again? Oh, I'm fired up over this. I, uh... Are his nipples okay? I lost my mind. He was lactating as he went on, and uh, <laughs> I'm, Joe Biden whispered something weird in his ear. I'm fired up for two reasons. The second one we'll have to get into the next episode, um, and that's the fact that, and this has to do with the Bill Maher stuff. But people on the left, the rats, the rats left the ship, and now they're they're claiming that they almost never had anything to do with the fact that we were locking down. That's number one. That kills me. Okay? Yeah. Number two is Pete Buttigieg and the Biden administration, they are walking out in front of the cameras right now and saying, no, we're winning. We did all this great stuff. We're, we're in a great place. You don't, don't believe what your wallet is telling you. You're crazy. Everything is amazing. We're winning so much, Mike. What did Trump famously say? We're going to be tired of winning. I, I'm not tired of winning yet. Well, according to Pete Buttigieg, there's just so much. We've accomplished so much. He almost he doesn't have enough time to talk about it, dude. It's you know what? I almost did get tired of winning when Trump was in office because I, I got sick of hearing about him. <laughs> That's right. Right. Well, here's our. And, and here's the other thing: is it, n- nobody's talking about this hurricane in Florida, so I'm assuming he did a great job. <laughs> right. What happened, to the, what happened to the death count that was going to be hundreds upon hundreds, maybe even in the thousands? Mike, 
You talking about the dark winter of death? (laughs) (laughs) It's coming this time around, dude. COVID's coming, baby. I'm telling you. I hope you're ready. But uh, Uh, sorry, let's go back to Buddha. No, no, you're gonna love this. This is fresh. This is real fresh. You're gonna really enjoy how uh, Pete and the Biden administration sees how they've done so far. A lot of Democrats. Candidate should be speaking more about those accomplishments from last year. Well, we are proud of those accomplishments. Uh, you know, the, the things that those uh, accomplishments have done, first of all, contributing to historic job creation under this president, 10 million plus jobs. That's never happened in this time period in the presidency before in American history. Remember, uh, we, we have our challenges right now, but uh, when the president took office, uh, we were facing an economy that was at risk of going into free fall. The American Rescue Plan stopped that, and it went directly into easing the burden for Americans uh, with, with those, uh, uh, those tax benefits that Americans got. And uh, it went into projects that are improving communities all around the United States. I was back in my hometown, uh, saw some infrastructure projects that, uh, oh, that nice. they're doing there with some of that uh, ARP money. The mayors know what to do with Couldn't it. Couldn't be happier for South Bend. Families yeah. know what to do with it. And I do think we run the risk because there have been so many accomplishments, right? The CHIPS Act that's bringing manufacturing back to the United States, uh, the PACT Act getting veterans the benefits they deserve. Of course, the infrastructure bill the inflation reduction act on top of that we're winning dude uh you know in some ways having achieved so much legislatively makes it uh hard to talk about it all at once because there are just so many accomplishments so many come on no please try is still looming we saw the head of jp morgan (laughs) jamie Dimon, said it's all but certain to be coming in a few months and it's going to be bad how worried are you look it's possible but not inevitable and we're doing everything we can to strengthen the foundations of the American economy. And that means uh, a lot on the supply side, expanding the productive capacity of this country. Uh, Part of why we do see a lot of pressure on prices is that while demand has come back, uh, Americans uh, have more income because uh, Americans have jobs in this almost historically low level of unemployment. Uh, It's been hard for the supply side to keep up. That's a big part of what we're working on on the infrastructure side, dealing with some of the (laughs) bottlenecks that we have, uh, dealing with some of the constraints that we have in transportation infrastructure that's needed to be upgraded for decades, which is why uh, Washington has talked about doing something about it for decades. And under this president, it has finally gotten done. Secretary Buttigieg, thanks for your time this morning. It's Buttigieg? No, that guy's an idiot. If I've been saying it wrong this whole time? Buttigieg? I figured for a gay man, he would want to be called Booty Gig. Booty gig? <laughs> I bet you he's one of those guys where like he keeps getting in trouble, so he just keeps changing, changing the pronunciation. It, yeah. Like Fousey. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, Judge, did you authorize this spending? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Buttigieg? <laughs> what? It's, it's Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. All right. Senator, you're out of time. God damn it. Like, <laughs> Got me again. It's genius. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's a SEAL Team 6 guy, isn't he? He's like one of those uh, you know, secret ops kind of dudes. Uh, he's more like a SEAL. Oh, <laughs> hey yeah. He's more of a uh, kiss by a rose kind of SEAL. You know? Ooh, that's a good callback, man. Is it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I like a good SEAL callback. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to insult you like that, SEAL. Yeah, watch yourself. Ironically, one of you I would fuck. Wow. Hit me up, Seal. (laughs) (laughs) Voice of an angel, you know? (laughs) 
So, Booty Gig, uh, how about that, man? He has so many accomplishments. The Biden administration, they've just accomplished so much. Mike, he can't even, doesn't even have time to talk about it. Like, there's just, there's too much. He can't possibly do it. So many uh, accomplishments. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm just, just going to sit here and keep talking about how there's so many that I can't talk about it. Not enough time. I'm really impressed um, with how he kind of bullshit his way through that. He's, uh, do you remember Trump called him the Mad TV or the Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman? I don't know if you remember this at all. No. And do you know Alfred E. Newman? He was the uh, character, the face of Mad Magazine, the cartoon. Yeah. He's got a resemblance. I'm going to say there's a resemblance there. And I got a little disappointed in Trump on that one. I like it. Not his best. I actually, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I was watching him this time around. Yeah. And I was like, actually, I'm kind of getting it. I'm seeing it right there. Yeah. There is an Alfred E. Newman kind of uh, thing going on there. I do give it to him. I, I kind of think, I mean, he didn't answer the question. He's a good politician. That's a good politician answer, you know? And uh, he's doing a lot better than the Cam- We'd be a lot That's better off I if wanted he was to play our vice president you. over Camel There Harris, you go. You know? So I was curious what you, would th- what you were thinking about how the fact that they are trotting him out now, okay? I really hope at the very least they swap him for the Camel. You notice they shelved the Camel? Yeah. She's terrible, dude. She can't talk. Dude, they brought her out full blast for about two weeks. They gave her, like, one last Hail Mary they shot. They gave her a writing team. They gave her speech therapy. They gave her everything. She can't stop getting focused on one word. Dude, they threw her <laughs> out on the late night shows, but, like, she duffed that shit. Like, it was unreal. She oh, bombed yeah, everything. Terrible at the late night show. By the way, Artemis, I think, is going to go off again uh, November 13th, I think I saw. Uh, Dude, I literally forgot what Artemis was right there. Post-election. The rocket? Yeah, the rocket to the moon, man. Are we still trying? (laughs) We're still trying. God. (laughs) You think they bring out the camel or a booty gig for that one? He's a transportation guy. We're transporting to the moon, no? Come on. I see a connection there. Good call. Right? Shelve the camel. She's toast, dude. She's over with. Like, just... Yeah, bring, bring up Buddha Judge. What did the other guy say? Buddha Gig? Yeah, Buddha Gig. Buddha Gig. I like Booty Gig. Booty and... Gig seems a little. Well, I know. It's, it's a little a... bigoted, but it's okay. I'll take it. And uh, <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Fully accept. Uh, but I, I thought it was Buddha that's what I thought. Buttigieg? Buttigieg? I don't know. This is why he can't yeah. be president. So you have to have a name that you can pronounce. Bush. But, Pete, but Pete's Clinton. a good, strong name. You know? <laughs> no, the last Pete... name. The last name is where it's at, man. Yeah, I guess you're right. Biden, Bush. Trump. Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah. Clinton. You're right. Bush. Reagan. Obama. Yeah. Obama was a stretch. That may have been the hardest one we had as a country. It was kind of nice because it was like Obama, you know? Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, again, there it is. It's got to be an easy last name. That's the only way you win the presidency. <laughs> four letters, maybe five. You can maybe get away with five, but it's got to be four letters probably. It's going to pretty much be how it's spelled out. 
you know? Gone are the days of Eisenhower. There's no way people would oh, go for that. Oh, God, just the sound of that was <laughs> gross. It was like, oh, it's too close to French, you know? <laughs> You'll never Eisenhower see- was that like five vowels? That's you. Oh. That's what I'm saying. You'll never get another. You'll never get another Roosevelt. That's that's, oh. that's, that's too much going on there. I don't even take that exit on the highway. It's too many. It's too many syllables. I pulled a muscle just saying it right there. It was horrible. <laughs> get that out of here. We would take a Garfield because of the cat. That's the uh, that's the you gotta have like a cartoon character. So what's up to Yodi? Right? You know? Dude, I'm just I I think you know maybe the last long name. What was it? Maybe uh, Kennedy, right? We had Kennedy and Johnson, but that's you know, not then, even long. Then it was Nixon, Ford, Reagan was a little foreign. Carter, a foreign, Reagan, but short. Bush. You know, there's been nothing long. I think the long, <laughs> there's been nothing long and complicated. Well, that's because we started putting, like, roads named after presidents, and we're like, yeah, we need to start getting shorter names. That's a good call. Yeah. That's right. uh, So they're going short names only, so. Can't get, like, a Vanderbilt or. uh, Yeah, I think, based on this theory, Harris has a better chance than Booty Gig. It's it's my bad. Why do you think she's the VP? That's right, dude. Listen, guys, we count how many dicks you sucked. Came up equal. <laughs> you both blew your way to the top. Congratulations. <laughs> Problem is, the public can only say one of your names. So. <laughs> oh, man. What's in a name, dude? I'm telling you, I think it has a lot to do with it. You know, if the public uh, can say it or not. It defines your life. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, if they can't say your name, you're, you're going nowhere. That's how it works. But uh, I booty gig made it, you know, far enough in my book, right? I mean, it can't be easy being a gay man from Indiana with the name booty gig, and you fuck, you know. <laughs> Props to you, buddy. <laughs> However, you got there. You got there. You know, good job. This is very true, dude. <laughs> Doing better than the thirty-five-year-old in Chicago <laughs> living in his grandma's basement. You know, in all reality, though, Indiana is a tough place to get out of, but. They've had both uh, Booty Gig and, um, what's his name, Pence in the White House. They're both Indiana boys, I believe, aren't they? Both equally gay, too. I was just about to say, probably hang in the same circles. (laughs) Mike, you stole it out of my... (laughs) Right from me. (laughs) It's either open or closeted. Either way, they're gay from Indiana. Yeah, it's amazing. They, like, walk the same, dress the same, look, the, you know what I mean? They have the same, you know. They rose to the top. They're probably CIA assets or some sort of shit like that. I do oh, think yeah. Booty Gig, though, for, you know, for real, I believe he was some sort of secret ops kind of dude, you know, Navy SEAL-wise or uh, No, wasn't military. he just, like, a JAG lawyer? I mean, Mike, that's his sexual preference, not mine, okay? I don't know, <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, buddy. I may have to bleep that uh, out. Jag lawyer, not Jaguar. <laughs> is, is a Jaguar like a cougar in the gay community? I have no idea. You know? <laughs> I 
I wonder oh, what they, man. you know, what's the word for like a old man? Oh, I don't know, but uh, that you... goes after young boys, other than Kevin Spacey. <laughs> they, just, they just call it a Spacey. <laughs> That's probably what they do call it, actually. Yeah. yeah. So you got a little Spacey going on there. Also, you know, for the military, you have the Jag lawyers, but for the uh, fellows who love fellas, you have the. Uh, well, we'll leave that joke for another episode, actually. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> folks. You could use your imagination on that one. Hey, oh! That's a slow burn, trust me. <laughs> yeah, <is it? laughs> Out here, you got cougars. In the military, you have semen. <laughs> Well, Mike, we, the Navy. we are at the hour point, believe it or not, my man. Fastest hour in the universe. Oh, um, that was real quick. I know. We're going to hit that break. We have so much to break down in the next episode. We're going to deep dive Bill Maher, folks. I hope you guys are ready. Uh, we're going to go into my favorite smart guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, God. He, who is now a shill... Bust out your third grade science book. He's going to tell you everything that fucking Mrs. Cook taught you. <laughs> He's going to tell you yeah. how, to cor- how a quarterback throws a football to a receiver. <laughs> Isn't that... Dude, wasn't that incredible? <laughs> I did cut that part because I like where they argue about the vax. We'll get to that, but uh, anyways. That, it, 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 he literally explains that you need to throw the football where the receiver's going to be. So it's that kind of great physics we're going to get from this excellent mind. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Before I put on the episode... You know, you texted me, you like, you got to watch Bill Maher, and I, I throw it on, and I see it's DeGrasse Tyson, and I turn to Emma uh, after he takes this boring-ass interview with BB Netanyahu. Um, <laughs> I turn to Emma, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, Neil DeGrasse Tyson's going to take 10 minutes at a time to explain to us shit we learned in fifth grade uh, science. <laughs> Within two minutes, it's like, well, you see, what's amazing is we shot a rocket while this thing was, you know, actually in motion in space. And you're like, wow, asshole. Everybody knows about that. You fucking ma- what's wrong with you, dude? Are you high? Like, what What are you talking about? Oh, dude, he's he's a nut job, dude. I, there's something up with that guy. I, I can't stand listening to that guy. Anyways... <laughs> Oh, it's incredible, dude. Literally, he did it in 50 seconds. He's like, no, well, you see, what happens in science is... I'm, I'm starting to think he's not really a genius. He was just old enough and born with <laughs> autism that we didn't know what that was. I literally said he was autistic to Emma. <laughs> <laughs> he's just autistic, so they put him in a museum. He read a bunch of books, and people thought he was really smart. <laughs> no, do you know who he is? He's the Mandalorian from Iron Man 2. He's a fucking actor. And he's pretended to be smart all these years, but now with the internet and the fact that people can just research shit or know more than they used to, he just sounds like an idiot. That's literally what, yeah. it's, that's what it's come down to. Literally. Anyways, we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> For more on Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm so fired up on that Bill Maher episode, dude. I literally was screaming. At, I almost choked Smirconish through my television set, dude. I almost punched through my TV. Fucking Smirconish. Okay, we're going on break. I'm fired up, baby. That guy really made bald people look bad. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, DeGrasse Tyson made astrophysicists look bad. Honestly, and I didn't know that was possible. I know you didn't clip it, but at one point, the, the Smirconish <laughs> guy says, fucking, yeah, it was pretty much a layup. And then he gets stopped by Neil DeGrasse Tyson to go, oh, that's like a shot in basketball. <laughs> oh, my. Bro, you were a fucking college wrestler. 
Stand Oh, dude. We know you know fucking bet. You were an athlete in college. Here's what fires me up is Smear Konish did a speech on there where he said how it, the pandemic lockdowns personally affected the growth, the uh, educational growth of his kids. Well, fuck you, Smear Konish. You going on TV, on CNN, and perpetrating this whole narrative of the pandemic and the lockdowns fucked our whole lives for the entire world, yeah. dude. So you have a little personal... Uh, you know, problem with it, good. You deserve it. You and everybody else that worked for the media deserve anything that comes to you because of the well, shit you pulled. Stop even lying, dude. Your kids are, went to private school that was closed Asshole. for two Asshole, you know, fucking demonic creature. You guys, you guys shut down from March through May, that first year of the pandemic, and by the by the end of summer, you guys were back in school. I want to fucking play that game. It was the public <laughs> school kids. That's why nowadays inner city kids can't read, can't write, can't yes. do math.